0: Hey, Deliberate Leaders, I'm your host, Jennifer Dreen, Executive Business Coach at Deliberate Directions, where we are dedicated to helping leaders build strong, thriving businesses. And each episode here on Deliberate Leaders Podcast, we are bringing inspiring interviews to you to help you on your leadership journey. So today we have with us um, Lindsay Bousher of Tribute Media. She has, um, I guess, a big announcement. I don't know. Have you kind of announced it to the world, your new role? Yes. So go ahead, tell us a
1: little bit about it. Um, so I have been with Tribute Media for almost seven years now and have been a partner for about five. And as of October 1st, I just stepped into the role of president of the agency.
0: Awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, did you, what were you doing before you became president? What were you doing in on- the...
1: So, you know, my official title was director of web strategy and I'm, I'm still directing web strategy. Um, director of web strategy was actually not a job role or description <laughs> until I, you know, kind of crafted it for myself anyway. So um, it's not necessarily something that's like vacant now. I'm, I'm still a strategist, um, but also additionally leading the agency.
0: Awesome. Well, congratulations on that. We look forward to, uh, asking you a few more questions, particularly about where you hope to take Tribute Media in the future. Um, but I uh, will ask a couple other questions first. Um, so first and foremost is, um, Tribute Media is a web marketing agency that specializes in inbound marketing and web design development. Um, can you, and I think I saw on your LinkedIn that you are a HubSpot certified trainer. And can you tell us a little bit about like what Tribute Media does and what is a HubSpot certified trainer? (laughs)
1: Uh, My favorite thing to talk about. Yeah, so Tribute Media, we've been around for 13 years, started out as a web development agency, quickly added marketing as it became clear that that's, you know, your web presence is The foundation of all of your web marketing efforts. So they obviously go very hand in hand. Um, And then about five years ago, we became HubSpot partners. Um, HubSpot is very popular. Uh, Many of the listeners may have already heard it or may even be using it. Uh, Marketing automation tools, sales enablement tools, um, client delight tools. And so, you know, five years ago, we started working with HubSpot. We started um, helping people implement HubSpot in their businesses. And so I, you know, both Corey, our founder, um, who's who was serving as the president up until October 1st, he and I both became HubSpot certified trainers when they launched the program in 2018. So Corey and I were actually two of about, I think the first like just 40 to 60 people in North America to become HubSpot certified trainers. The program's much bigger now. Um, there's hundreds and hundreds, but it's very cool that we were kind of a part of that first like class of HubSpot certified trainers. Additionally, we provide support for the HubSpot community in Boise. So we host a HubSpot user group and that is just a great community for all of the people here locally. And really, now that we're virtual anywhere, um, all of Idaho, we actually had someone join us from Sun Valley um, on the last one. So we are um, a support community for people using HubSpot to just exchange ideas and tips and tricks on how to implement inbound marketing and the HubSpot tools in your business.
0: Awesome. And you answered my question. I had seen something that you had a HubSpot group. So what do you do at the HubSpot group? That's a lot of words to say in a row. Well. <laughs> So, it's fun. You just call it a hug because it's a HubSpot
1: user group. So, the hug, we have a lot of fun with that. Um, well, and now in COVID times, it's a little bit scarier, but we used to joke about hugging everybody when they came. But <laughs> now I feel like that just makes people feel extra uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, a HubSpot user group, like most kind of software user groups, it's a lot of people using those tools, talking about different ways they've used tools to solve problems. Um, Um, you know, yeah, like case studies, um, really like in-depth training on really specific granular tools within the larger suite of tools um, that, you know, only make sense to people who are using the tool's day in and day out. So it is, you know, exactly. it is really meant for people who are are already fully implemented. We of course invite people who are looking at HubSpot or thinking about buying it so that they can get a feel for it, but we always make sure that the group focuses on how do like power users become even better at using it instead of like trying to sell the the product. Sure.
0: Uh, so yeah, Gotcha. Excellent. Well, um, I have a couple of questions for you specifically about leadership. Um, one of the things that I found when I was doing some research on you is that you were recently awarded the Idaho business review accomplished under 40, um, which I just think is, um, super cool. And then in general, kind of ask your opinion on like, you know, why do you think you were chosen? <laughs> Cause I know it's a big pool of candidates.
1: <laughs> uh, well, yes, thank you. Um, it's, you know, it's a weird year, obviously. Um, You know, finding out that I was nominated at all was fantastic, Um, especially because I had been nominated a few years ago and did not end up being an honoree, so having that second shot and and just being noticed a second time um, was, was really wonderful of course, I had big dreams of my table with all of my people (laughs) who helped me with all of my achievements being there, but um, this year we did a little virtual event, which was also really cool because um, normally at the events, there isn't an opportunity for each honoree to speak, and we all got a chance to say a little something on video, so that was really, I mean, you know, silver lining, right? But um, as far as, you know, being honored, I mean, I have just, I've known so many other people who've been honored in years past that it just, it feels amazing that I'm like on the same playing field with those people because in my mind, they're just like the best of the best. And so it was just, yeah, it was amazing to to have that recognition. Um, and as far as, you know, why I was chosen, I, I you don't know. I think in the last several years, just a lot of the work that I've been doing has becoming is becoming more visible. Um, and particularly as it relates to um, some of the work I do in Meridian Downtown. Um, I'm president of the Meridian Downtown Business Association. And you know, there's just a lot of activity happening in downtown Meridian, so I'm sitting at a lot more tables, um, getting a lot more input on a lot of things, you know, that are happening and and being able to represent our community here uh, in that way. So I don't know if it's just a visibility thing. Um, I'm also really not very good at saying no to like getting involved and getting on boards and <laughs> volunteering for stuff. So, you know, could be those laundry list of of other things that I do besides my role
0: at Tribune media. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I know that's something I struggle with too, is, um, saying no, it's been a skill that I've been honing so that I can be a better leader is developing the word no in my vocabulary when I overcommit to a lot of things. So, um, well, so what would be one, the number one, maybe leadership tip that you could give our listeners today?
1: Um, you know, I don't know if it's a tip as much as it is just to share a little bit about my style of leadership that I think has been really effective, at least in the team that I serve. Um, and I think that's part of it is, is what I just said. I, I serve my team. You know, that's how I look at myself as a leader is, you know, I, I'm here to support them and help them achieve their goals. Um, so that's, that's part of it. Um, the other thing that I would say about my leadership style that I've actually... On one hand, I've kind of gotten, you know, constructive criticism on or, or feedback, but I just sort of own it anyway, which is I'm pretty vulnerable um, and I'm very, you know, I think a lot of people take seriously people who come into a room and command the room and they're confident and there's no question marks at the end of their sentences and they, they have a plan. They're moving forward, and this is how it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm a little bit more, like I said, on the vulnerable side. I cry in front of my team <laughs> more <laughs> often than I'd like to admit, but it, it's always coming from a place of being like aggressively. Um, advocating for what we do for our clients and what our purpose is. Um, it comes from a place of just always wanting to make sure that we are putting our best foot forward as an agency and, and fulfilling our mission, which is to help other businesses grow. So um, I put myself out there a lot and I, I ask for feedback all the time. Um, I lead through asking my team, you know, what could I be doing better? Am I am I showcasing our company values? Am I, you know, am I, am I leading a company that you're proud to work for? Um, so I think, you know, like I said, I don't know if that's a tip because honestly people have given me the tip, like, no, you should, you know, be, (laughs) you should sound more confident. You should just, you know, it's just not my style. And so, um, that's
0: like that kind of being authentic, right? Like vulnerable, but also authentic and not uh, apologizing for being the leader that you are, it's obviously working well for you. You've got a lot to show for it, so, which is super cool. Um, I think that one of the things that you kind of mentioned just now that really spoke to me was like the vulnerability and the crying in front. I, I'm i in a very male dominated industry in my primary profession, which is as an optometrist. And so one of the things that I have to consistently remind myself is it's okay to be a soft, squishy, like vulnerable person. Um, and actually it makes me a better, leader for it because those people relate to me instead of seeing me on this pedestal of being this like high up figure of authority. They kind of see me as a part of the team, which I is what I consider myself. So it sounds like you kind of do something similar to that. Yeah. And I think
1: another piece of that too is it's it's very consistent. I'm consistent in leading that way. Um, my team doesn't just see me get like upset and frustrated and cry. They see me read a blog post that's very well written and be like, this is so good. You know, I'm so proud of you. You know, they see me cry those happy tears when I'm super energized and excited about something they've done. So it's just, it just is me being very, um, I wear my emotions on my sleeve or, and I don't even know if it's emotions. It's just, it's just like water that comes out of your eyes. I don't know.
0: That's funny. Um, (laughs) Yes, uh, agreed. I I think it's good, but I think that energy is really cool. And um, it's probably part of the reason that I think I saw for a couple of years, you guys uh, Tribute Media had uh, one of the best companies to work for in in the Valley or Boise. In Idaho. And Idaho, fantastic.
1: Yeah. And I would love to just say that, you know, I feel that we still are. I think our team would tell you we still are. (laughs) We've actually just... um, come to the realization that we were not the high growth company that i think we um thought we were at one point and we've very deliberately Uh, Like kind of, you know, not through like layoffs or anything like that, but just sort of through evolution and attrition. We've sort of just kind of right sized into this very small uh, group that we're kind of just operating more like a a creative collaborative um, sort of environment now. So we actually don't even have enough employees to qualify to um, be a part of that. uh, competition or you know recognition format anymore. But I I would think if you would ask any of our employees now um, through that process of becoming a smaller lifestyle agency, they would tell you that just all of those reasons that we were recognized the years we were recognized have just gotten better because we've focused so much on the culture and um, making sure everybody has the freedom and flexibility to to do their best work and in the best way for them.
0: Yeah. One of the things that you kind of just mentioned there, uh, that I'm just aware of from having known you on a personal level is that you did go through a pretty big kind of shift in the company where you went from this kind of more hierarchical type of an accountability chart. I know I said, I wouldn't talk about accountability charts, but I, I, I've, been told by you that you've recently flattened that out um, and made a really collaborative team where everyone's on the same team working towards the same common goal. Do you want to speak a little bit about that? Yeah, I would love to. Um, Yeah, I don't even
1: know if these are like real business words, but I've just been, yeah, I've just been saying like we've flattened our organizational structure. You know, we used to be pretty management heavy, and there was this idea that like there was somebody who oversaw development and someone who oversaw marketing and, you know, and it just with, again, with the size of our team and and some of the shifts, it it just didn't really make sense anymore. We, we were too heavy in that area. And really what it comes down to is there are so many facets to being online. um, and it it takes a lot of different types of experts to Mm -hmm. be able to do what we do. And so, um, what it really comes down to is we have people who own their area of expertise. So I might be the president of the company, but there is nobody more qualified in this company to direct the design of a website than Don Elliott, our art director. There was nobody more, you know what I mean? So every, again, that vulnerability, that, um, you know, being like a servant leader, I, just I lean on all of my people and their area of expertise and I let them you know make decisions about the best way for Tribute Media to develop our own best practices. So um, anyway all of that is to say instead of having departments that all report to a manager we've just sort of said we've, we've kind of made those departments more granular and we've said okay you are <laughs> the department of design and you are the department of back-end development and you are the department of search engine optimization and so on and so forth. So um, so yeah, I mean, that's really been the big, the big shift is just um, having a lot of owners, you know, a lot of everybody is a leader in their own right.
0: Yeah, I like that. That's a really good rule of thumb. And I think it instills a really high level of accountability and ownership within the company. And then everybody wins for it. You guys, Tribute Media, and your clients, right?
1: 100%.
0: Yeah. Well, great. That's awesome. So we kind of touched on a little bit. I know um, the accountability chart is not your favorite thing, but uh, (laughs) one of the things that is different about your current structure is that you obviously became the new president, right? And, And what was something that kind of I I know we've talked in the past about um you know rocket fuel and traction and um you guys are working on implementing traction and EOS in your company how has that played a role in some of the decisions that have been made recently about your leadership
1: yeah so um very much you know you were a big part of this as you know you made the recommendation to me to read rocket fuel um, a couple years ago and so I actually read rocket fuel before reading traction and um, it really spoke to me because again as I kind of mentioned you know we were we were sensing there were some things that weren't ideal about the structure of our company but we couldn't really like pinpoint what what the pain there was and through reading um, Rocket Fuel what I realized and and again this just goes right to how I'm explaining that we've been right-sizing without laying people off is What happened is we just realized there's this huge overlap first of all in what we were doing so, you know, as you know um Some of the basic tenets there are, you know, for each area of responsibility, like one person can wear multiple hats, but you can't have multiple people in charge of one thing. And we had that all over our organization. So we realized why that felt so painful. And then we also realized that Corey and I both shared primarily visionary traits. And we have a great integrator in our director of operations and another partner in the agency, Jillian. Um, But Corey and I were both visionaries. So as you can imagine, we were very often like both trying to do our visionary thing, and we weren't always aligned in that. or there was just too much, there was too much vision. (laughs) You know, that could be a problem sometimes too. Uh, Too much vision and not enough integration. So anyway, um, when we kind of came to that realization, that's when we knew we needed to start making shifts that would ultimately put me in the seat of the president role now it could have gone either way right like it could have said okay we need to find a different way for me to be a visionary in this organization but ultimately it worked for Corey's big ideas and his future plans to let me move into that so yeah I mean that was really the the foundation for kind of making these shifts was coming to that realization that we had two visionaries um and a lot of people trying to do the same jobs Mm -hmm. and it yeah it was it was not not the best yeah
0: (laughs) So, uh, one of the struggles that a lot of leaders, especially visionaries have is kind of letting go. And I know that from our conversations in the past, that's something that kind of maybe got struggled with a little bit in your organization as you were kind of going through some of these shifts, whether that was you letting go of something you had been doing and aren't anymore. And, and Corey letting go of the role of president. Um, can you speak to what some of that letting go pain felt like and how you guys overcame it?
1: I sure can. I hope Corey is okay with me. <laughs> saying this. I'm sure he is. But no, I mean, it, it's kind of scary, right? Like we had in the days leading up to me taking on this president role. So like literally two weeks ago, I think we both got into like a very fear place and, You know, it just it got it got scary for a minute. Um, But we again, we've been planning this, we've been working towards this for a really long time. So, you know, ultimately, it was just something that we had to talk through and, and just kind of really put all of our fears out there and talk through them. But, um, But yeah, I mean, it is like I there are I've had every job in this company, pretty much at some point or another. So yeah, I I've brought in lots of different people to take over those those different um, responsibilities. And, you know, letting them run with new ideas, because you know, I know how much like Work and effort and pain I went through to create certain processes and then somebody else has different pains from the processes I put in place and I just have to let them Do their new thing. And so um, one thing that I have been trying really hard to do is I have this really bad habit Of well, it's okay. It's not a bad habit when I first start explaining it, you know, I hear a great idea and I start building on it. But, but the way it comes out is, oh yeah, but And so, like, I just never realized how that occurred for people when I would come right at their idea with, like, "Ooh, but something else," and I'm like, "No, this isn't." It's like improv. It's like yes and. Like, that's really what's actually happening in my brain is I'm getting really excited about someone's idea, and I want to, you know, give them something else to run with. Push to that next level, yeah. Yeah, and but it just wasn't coming out that way. Like, that's not again. It's just that powerful word of but that just we've all been programmed to be like "Mm, okay so no
0: (laughs) yeah and also that powerful word of and which you know i always tell clients that that's our word that gets us unstuck right so when we use but and and i don't know those are words that kind of keep us stuck in the current and our goal is to always be moving forward and growing and and is that perfect word and that's the one i i coach people on too is just like yes and i'm working towards a better solution this (laughs) this might suck And I'm working towards a better solution, right? And so then you instantly get put in problem solving mode and solution mode versus just being stuck in where you are, even if it is a good thing, right? Yep. So, yeah, that's great. Um, So tell me something that makes you feel super inspired or like you're being your best self.
1: Um, I think it comes down to just the idea that tomorrow I'm going to be better. Like every time that I'm in a struggle or I'm accomplishing something great, I think about what that means for tomorrow. I think about what that what I've just learned, what I'm taking away from it, what mistake I can avoid in the future, what I can continue doing wonderfully in the future. You know, so like I, I think that's just always it's always looking toward how much better I'm getting every day. Um, I, I don't know. I, that, that, I think that's, I, that's the best way to sum it up. I know it kind of sounds weird, but
0: No, I get it. I totally understand. I think it's a neat perspective to have it. You know, it's like there's that struggle with staying in the moment and being where you are, but there's also that there's, you can always do better. And I'm, I'm a firm believer in human potential and, and there is no limit to how much better we can be. And, and you can appreciate where you are now and still be looking forward to where you're getting to go next. And so I think that's a really cool perspective to have. So, um, so, and what are some of the consistent behaviors that you have as a leader implemented in your life and your career up to this point, that's kind of gotten you to where you are?
1: Well, crying, obviously. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Of> course. <laughs> um,
1: no, I think going back to, you know, what I just said about, um, you know looking forward to tomorrow and being that much better is is remembering that yeah that's all every you know struggle is is getting another step ahead and so i think what yeah what it's kind of gotten me here is you know knowing that everybody every i love the phrase like everything is figure outable. like you know <laughs> yeah. we're all just i and i also say all the time like we're all just people <laughs> Like, yeah. we're all just people who like either, you know, developed a talent that we had innately or that we learned from scratch or like we've all just kind of chosen a path in life and then figured out how to do the best job we can on that path. And so like, I don't know, there's just no like magical being that can do what you're doing better than you, just because they're magical. You know, everybody is putting in this, I mean, maybe not. they're they're not putting in the same work, but like you said, like human potential, everyone has the potential to do that. So yeah, Yeah. it's just, you know, that whole, we're all just figuring it out. Everything can be figured out and we're just getting better the more we work towards figuring things out.
0: That reminds me a lot of the, I am sure you've heard this before, the whole fake it till you make it thing. And I tell my employees this a lot, and I know that's sometimes people think that that's not very authentic, but I have a really firm belief that we, to, to be who we want to be, we have to do something different. And so we can't keep doing the same thing to get different results. And so in order to become the president of Tribute Media, you had to do certain things. and act certain ways and be certain things you had to be that president before you ever got there and practice being her right and and the the idea that you were just mentioned like we're all just people we're all just trying to figure it out like that really is what it's all about and if you want to be this or that or have this great goal accomplished like really at the end of the day you just have to start being the person who already has that and you'll get there kind of naturally and organically which is pretty cool So, um, do you have one characteristic that you believe every leader should possess? Humility, humility. Yeah. How do you feel like you rate on that humility scale? Um, outwardly, like a 10, like I,
1: I, but I I sometimes have to look at what I'm really thinking and what's really motivating me on the inside and kind of check myself and make sure that I don't just think I'm right because I'm biased towards myself, you know, I I do, you know, fake it till you make it. I, I know that I strive to be as humble as possible. Um, and so I really try hard and and I'm always working towards making sure that's how I show up for people, mm-hmm. but I do also have to kind of check to make sure that because if I don't if I don't truly believe that I have something to work on, then it's it's not really authentic. So I think it's you know that's where you know I don't know maybe I'm like a a seven when it comes to <laughs> like internal humility, but I'm always sure. always working on it.
0: Yeah, good. Um, what uh, would you say is something that maybe I So, we're cheating a little bit. So, uh, being my childhood best friend, I know quite a bit about you. But, what is something that maybe I haven't asked you yet that maybe I don't know enough to ask that you would like our listeners to know?
1: Oh, wow. That is really tough because, you know, in leading up to this, I just kept thinking, oh, is she going to mention this? Is she going to mention this? So, you know. (laughs) I don't know. I think I already like mentally prepared myself and just feel like, you know, everything about me, but of course the listeners don't, I don't know. What do you, what do you know about me that you want me to, uh, tell?
0: Hmm. That's kind of a loaded question a little bit. Um, I, so I like humans. People are like my favorite. I think when we know things about people, that aren't business-related, that it really helps us connect and empathize with them on a level that makes them an even better person um, and makes us a better person for having known that. So um, something that I know about you that's just super quirky that I think that probably no young emerging leader would possibly think is okay to be is um, a so-called maybe groupie of something. (laughs) So um, you have a particular... um, passion we'll go with passion that seems like a real subtle word for what what it is but a passion for something specific and I'm sure you know what I'm talking about will you tell us about it
1: yeah so um I do love some live music and I love traveling for concerts so 2020 is like really extra hard for me (laughs) um but I mean I and you know through the years I've kind of um you know had a few bands that I want to just see over and over and over again. But the one that I think, you know, you're referring to is third eye blind and um, including when I made you, let me give you a ticket to third eye blind concert for your birthday so that we could go see my concert on your birthday.
0: Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, truthfully, I, I, I love the camaraderie that you feel at concerts. I love the, like, getting to, I like to get there early and get up front, so I like getting to know other people who've been excited enough to show up as early as I have to get up front and make, I've made so many friends that way. Um, I actually have friends now, and again, not necessarily in 2020, but, you know, through the years that I've actually gone to visit just to visit because we became friends through going to Third Eye Blind concerts together, or if I happen to be traveling to their city for work or whatever that we connect. And so it's just like, I, I don't know, like it's, it's like 70% about the music I don't even know. I think at this point, it's like 50 50. It's like it started being about the music and about just the shows and just live music in general and that being a passion. And then it has just turned into like a whole community. So and there's like I said, there's a few other bands that I've um, definitely seen multiple times, but I think there's the biggest like fan community in Third Eye Blind.
0: That's a really interesting perspective, kind of the, the idea of using it almost a little bit as like a networking tool, right? And whether that's, whether that's for personal or professional, have you ever gotten any really awesome, like business or professional leads from your interactions?
1: Um, That's a really good question because, you know, honestly, like I said, the lines are so blurred now that it's like sort of, (laughs) I have to kind of trace back how certain relationships even came to be. Um, But I mean, I definitely have, you know, made connections with people who like at least look to me for advice or like in fact i remember actually one time after a concert riding home with someone they were like hey you know i'm giving a presentation in a couple weeks and like what kind of tips do you have about you know speaking in front of these audiences and, and so like just having those kinds of conversations so like, it might not have led to like a transaction or anything sure. But to actually then be seen for like who I am in my career and getting to engage with people again about things other than the music and just uh, you know making each other better as people. So yep. um, I think that's probably what speaks the most to that is just you know people knowing what I do and asking me questions like um, you know someone will start an online store or um, a business venture and they'll say like hey have you used this tool before or like what do you recommend for this and and I just I mean I love talking about. About this stuff so it's fun to help people I know you know be successful
0: yeah great so uh, last question about that how many concerts of third-eye blind did you attend in 2019 can you count can't you uh, okay it
1: was a lot and I can't <laughs> actually remember the number but I can tell you that I went to five shows in nine days I want to say is no it wasn't yeah I think five shows in nine days oh, wow. um,
0: that was traveling. I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. <do> gotcha. <laughs> so, yeah. um, are there any things that you're kind of, well, we'll shift off of your, your love of third eye blind now, but have you, <laughs> Why? Um, I was like, I'm sure you could talk about it all day long, but oh, really? have there been any personal development tricks and tools that you have kind of implemented in your everyday that kind of help you feel like you're getting to the next level in your career?
1: Hmm. I I mean, I can't think of anything we haven't already really like covered. Um I like I said, I mean going back to ideas from traction and ideas from, you know, the visionary integrator relationship that I learned about in Rocket Fuel are are consistent, I would say. I mean, well, like weekly, just in the way we structure our meetings and everything and following that format. So um i would say that's probably been the most impactful at least in the last couple of years awesome
0: um yeah that's definitely one of the more impactful ones in my business too has been implementing um the eos model and traction and um i'm still working on getting the best integrator ever um, i am really really good at visionary and i tend to start a lot of tasks and lots of these visionary ideas but i don't have the people that like keep it going to finish and and to completion, right? Um, is that something as a visionary you struggle with at all? Um, it isn't just because I
1: was like, gifted the best integrator ever. I mean, Jillian <laughs> has been with Tribute Media for like 11 of the 13 years we've been in business. So, I mean, she's just been here from the beginning. Um, she's like the epitome of an integrator. I. Could not like, I mean, seriously, like if I were starting a new business today and could pick anybody in the world, like I would still pick her. It blows my mind. Because, you know, I think so many people tend to go into business like business with people they know, not necessarily friends, not necessarily family, but people they know. And when you when you start that way, there there can be a challenge because you know, it maybe does come with a friendship or something like that. And Jillian and I, of course, are like very good friends today, but we started this professional arrangement as a professional arrangement so like i just seriously like can't even say enough good things or like convey how lucky i feel that like that's that's just who i ended up with like without even having to work <laughs> to find her it's too good
0: <laughs> as a as a visionary and who um you kind of like really own that part of yourself what um do you think it, Do you think doing the job that you are and and being the role of the president is um, challenging in a way that if you didn't have a really great integrator, you'd be able to do what you're doing?
1: Um, Yeah. Okay. So here's that part where, like, maybe I'm not as humble as I as I should be, but like, I will say, I do think I have some integrator qualities you know, when you compare like the way someone like Corey, who was the entrepreneur, who started this amazing company and built something that I couldn't have built myself, like, you know, he is visionary through and through. I mean, I, whatever the scoring is, he's hundred percent visionary. And like where my score came in, like, you know, 87% or whatever. So I, you know, I definitely have, and I don't know if it's because maybe for so long, I, I felt like I was supposed to be an integrator like I I was always in some kind of like middle management kind of position and so I felt like I was my job was oh and because I wasn't the president of Tribute Media for the last almost seven years I always felt like it was my job to integrate the vision and so I think maybe through trying to like force that to be a thing I got some I picked up some good traits there so I guess what I'm saying is you know. I think that I could get so far, but not nearly as far as I can with a great integrator.
0: Well, that is a really great segue into where are you and Jillian hoping to take the company kind of going forward and and maybe also like what's your next step as a professional?
1: Yeah, that is a great question. Um, I know it's only been
0: two weeks and all, but you're always I know, you're, I know, right?
1: <laughs> you know, it, but like I said, we've been we've been kind of planning this forever. I even we even joked about it, like when we put out the press release that like Jillian and I have been planning our mutiny <laughs> for, <laughs> for years. Um, but no, I mean, I think that we have a lot of like you know, product and service offering ideas. We have a lot of, um, I mean, really even just the shift that we've seen this year with everything, I think it kind of has renewed our passion for um, really having like products and services that are accessible to small business owners. Um, You know, it's kind of where we started, but then we sort of evolved into this like cream of the crop, like when you want the best, coolest, most custom design, you come to Tribute Media, but we weren't like our price points weren't accessible to smaller businesses. Mm I think that seeing how much people, even more so, have relied on the web um, for their marketing presence and doing business online in this. COVID environment, um, Mm. it really just, for me, like really renewed my focus and passion for like helping businesses grow from like nothing into something amazing instead of starting already great and just getting greater. Um, So I think we have got some ideas, again, for being accessible to, you know, some more price points and, you know, helping people grow, like I said, from the ground up, Um, and you know, just continuing this idea of this lifestyle agency and really making sure that we are hiring people who are just really great at what they do and don't necessarily need like micromanagement, that they can just run with their ideas. I mean, like honestly, the, the perfect employee for us is somebody who's owned their own business before. And we've got tons of employees now and in the past that like come from owning their own business. I've owned my own business before Tribute Media. Jillian owned her own business before Tribute Media. Like, you know, we just have all been there. And, and again, like, but from one skill set, And so we all wanted to be able to provide more for people. And that's where we kind of all come together in this collaborative environment where we just, do that thing we're really great at along with people who are great at other things. So um, all of that is to say is just to continue to like recruit and hire when needed, which is honestly not often because we do have such a solid team. um, Those same types of people and really just continue to be able to hold up, you know, as leadership, our promise to our people, which is, you know, Work from where you will do your best work. Um, work at the times that are best for you. Uh, stand up, sit down. I don't. I mean, I don't know. There's just like a million different examples of things that we've implemented over the last couple of years um, mm-hmm. that just that we want to make sure that we just keep making it like better and better to work here.
0: Yeah, awesome. Um, has recruiting and. kind of gaining some of those new employees that do fit that model. Has that been, I know you've got a lot of great ones now. Have you guys had struggles with finding those people in the past? And if you have any tricks or tips for our listeners that of like getting that right personality fit? You know what?
1: My struggle is the other direction. My struggle is when I meet, like I have, uh, I could, I can think of a handful of people right now that I would love to hire I just don't have the need, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that I, you know, again, we we attract people who are interested in our company that are that fit that we you know, I I meet through again, you know, involvement in other community organizations, other people who are very active in that same way and very engaged. So obviously, I Feel like they would make a great addition to my team as well and so I wish I wish I had more jobs to give out because I could I could see hiring you know five people tomorrow that I know would just be absolute rock stars um so I I know that's not really I'm like bragging now if you need a great employee <laughs> call me I've got some ideas for you now. no and that's the thing they're they're also all people who like you know most of them have other jobs and they're happy like I would just love to get my hands on them at some point. Gotcha. Okay.
0: So you've organically gotten this awesome team and then you are just, you're tasked with uh, keeping morale and everything high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. lucky, and, and, super lucky. <laughs> and grow and
1: growing enough that I can add some jobs. You know, like I said, we're not going to be a high growth agency. We're not going to be, you know, hiring lots of people every single year and growing year over year. Over year. We're, we're growing in different ways. We're growing in profitability. We're growing in, you know, Um, our processes and being great at what we do Um, we're just you know like I said we're not just adding client after client after client after client like we really also want to make sure our clients are a good fit and so um, you know that's just kind of where yeah our our growth pace is a bit slower and so yeah
0: which I I think you kind of hit it right on the head that there's other ways to measure success right and of course in a business like it's not about revenue it's about profit right like really that's what you got to look at, at the end of the day um but there are other ways as a company to identify your successes and celebrate those successes and those wins and it's not always just money right it's, it's almost always actually some of these other things like a great team that has great flexibility in their schedules and really enjoys working together as a collaborative team and and you know creating some of the systems and processes maybe that you haven't had that will provide some stability for really great consistent growth and um, healthy growth. Cause growth for the sake of growth is not not always good. And usually just kind of throws us a little bit into chaos, at least in my opinion and what I've seen with some of, some of our clients, so. Um, great. Well, thank you for all of those questions, hot firing questions at you. Um, what (laughs) is the best way to connect with you and Tribute Media Online?
1: Okay. So, you know, we've got some social media out there as you can imagine. Um, So yeah, I mean, LinkedIn is, you know, I am, I'm definitely getting more and more active on LinkedIn personally. Tribute Media is very active on LinkedIn. So um, you can find us there as well as on Facebook, Um, Instagram. We do a little bit more about just our culture. So you can check us out there if you just kind of want to see some of the behind the scenes nonsense. Um, But yeah. And then, you know, I'm, I'm an open book and, and, Always will. I mean, like I said, I'm a huge nerd about this stuff. Um, Always love connecting with people just about, you know, growing their businesses. And so if I can ever be a resource to anyone, I I genuinely want to be that.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking time to meet with me and talk to our listeners and kind of give them some encouragement um, and inspiration and their leadership journeys. And we look forward to seeing what you do with Tribute Media kind of going forward. Awesome. Thank you so
1: much. Thank
0: you you. <smart noise>